Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. Happy New Year to all of you. We are kicking off 2021 with our uh, new series in the month of January about fundraising. And we decided that fundraising would be an ideal uh, topic to go on in January here as we've got a lot of, uh, Lord willing, ministry opportunities coming up this summer. Maybe you've got uh, a camp that you're planning on taking your group to. Maybe you're heading out on a mission trip. And if you are, uh, feel free to go back into the backlog of episodes and listen to our, uh, our series on mission trips. And I, I, as I was listening to those again, as I was editing them, you know, just really encouraged to hear that conversation again, even though I was a part of it, just to be uh, a listener uh, as like a fly on the wall in that conversation, it was very beneficial. Uh, we have, Jordan and our association, we have a youth convention in Colorado, uh, and I keep saying Lord willing because we, we still don't know if things are going to kind of be um, calming down a little bit where we can gather together like that again, but we've got this youth convention coming up, and that's kind of the biggest thing, at least financially, that our youth ministry does, and uh, recognizing the financial challenges that some of our families are in, I think it's important that we talk about fundraising. But uh, I'm curious, Jordan, here, as we start out, just a little anecdotal, what comes to your mind when you think of fundraisers? Money. Thanks. I, I don't Thanks know if we're that. doing like... I was, like, I, I was thinking like, ma, ma, what fundraiser do you usually do? Or okay. like... <laughs> I was just thinking of like a version of the we'll, Rorschach we'll, we'll card. Keep, we'll, we'll keep this in here. <laughs> we'll keep well, in I here. mean, that's, that's, that's what I thought of. So, <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to think through when you're thinking of fundraising and quantity, quality over quantity, you know, is it, is it wise just to do like a whole bunch of little ones or a couple of really big ones that are going to pay off well? Um, and, and I think one of the things that you want to do is really look at the uh, return on investment. I, I think that's a big topic to, to filter through because, and, and not just the investment of cost, because you know fundraisers will have a cost to them if you're going to do them most of the time, uh, but also the investment of time. You could have something that's going to be a really large event that may not cost a whole lot to do, but it might take a whole lot of manpower. Um, and so after doing it one time, you can think, you know, we made 200 bucks, and I invested probably. 20 hours myself and then the students were in i don't know if that was really worth it so uh be willing to be picky about this and and honestly too for the sake of your congregation um they will appreciate it if you are picky for the things that actually work too so that's that's another consideration and because of the return on investment uh that has been something that has really caused me to kind of walk away from the ones that you typically get pitched like selling things for other people, mm. 
whether it's uh, Little Caesars pizza kits. I don't know. We got a bunch of mailings on that. Um, those discount cards that are sold for the area. Um, so things like that, because you might get, you know, 50%, you might get uh, 25% or whatever the case may be. Look into that. How much do you actually get? Because there's plenty of fundraisers you can do that are going to get you, you know, 100% of what you're in. Um, so that's something to consider. And I do make some concessions. Uh, we do wall calendars that we have the students sell. Um, and I, I basically keep doing that because I get asked for so many. And if we stop mm. selling that, I think people would be really disappointed. Uh, but when there's a desire for that, you know, that's, that's something to, to look into. Um, yeah, so the follow-up question I had for you on that is if there was any fundraisers that your group does that seems more traditional that, I don't know, maybe you wish you could step away from, or maybe there's, this is something that we've always done and is always turned out really well for us. You said the wall calendars, but is there something else that falls in those lines? Um, it, there's been some things that have worked well in different locations. So uh, previous to where I was now in North Dakota, we always did an Easter breakfast. And mm -hmm. that, that was a decent amount of work, but we were able to get a lot of stuff donated. So that cuts down on the cost too. Um, so a lot of people would you know, donate a couple sticks of deer sausage. People would donate big bags of mix or whatever. And we had two services, so we just do the pancake breakfast between. So it worked out pretty well. Here, it's not quite that. Uh, it wouldn't be as well received here um, for that particular day. But we have done pancake breakfast here, um, and it worked mm. okay. It, the kitchen's not set up as nicely for that, but eh, it was all right. But here, one thing that has gone really well in the past couple of years is we did a Valentine's Day evening meal with kind of a, a show with the students and some other people from the church and mm. that's gone off really well so that that kind of depends too on location and, and what the the mentality of the congregation is um, a lot of those things are going to have an impact on the effectiveness of your fundraiser yeah i think of the fundraisers that i kind of stepped into uh, for instance our youth advisors, I think, had a really good uh, sense of the items that were being sold already by other groups like the band, the choir, the football team, you know, and there's more than just one school that our, our group is in. So we're, we're not only dealing with just those groups, but those groups everywhere, like the FFA is selling fruit. Well, do you want to buy fruit for me? And then all of a sudden, I've got three kids asking me if I want to sell fruit, if I want to buy fruit from them. And you know, I, I usually, and not counting on people's generosity here, but usually we're gifted fruit by our congregation members from the FFA around Christmas time. So for me, like, I, I want to support our kids, but I, I don't want to necessarily buy this double up on fruit. And I'm going to wind up with a drawer full of mushy apples, you know, <laughs> and uh, the the thought that we had was quality, when we're thinking about quality over quantity, you know, what are things that are already being sold? And, uh, you know, the, the amount of work that I have to put into it is pretty minimal when you think of selling things like uh, cardboard pizza from a magazine or, you know, cookie dough or cheesecake or whatever. We did uh, scented candles and those were usually pretty well received. We sold them through the month of November as a 
opportunity for people to give gifts, you know, give them as a gift for, for Christmas. And it was something that the schools around us weren't doing. And it usually turned out pretty well for us. And we'd make 50% of the profits. And considering the amount of time that we put in, it, it wasn't a terrible fundraiser. Um, there, were a, there was another fundraiser that we did though. And living in a small town in the summer, you usually have a week where you have like a or like a weekend where it's a festival or like a, a celebration for your town. There's a parade, there's fireworks or whatnot. And it's not usually the 4th of July. Uh, we have Dalton days where we're at. And for the longest time, we did a 5K race on Saturday morning, which, you know, sounds interesting if you like running. And it was a lot of fun. I would usually lead the charge on my bike because I'm not a runner, but um <laughs> You know, just leading the case on the route, but that required not just advertising, but talking to the police department so that we could use the roads. I mean, Dalton isn't a huge town. There's not five mile. There's not a five k worth of roads in the city, so we were trying to utilize as much of the sidewalks and the bike trail as we could that goes through our town, and um, that was a lot of work. And it usually turned out pretty good, and it was good to be a part of the community festivities for that weekend, but. Uh, we shifted that into a chili feed for in the winter. And I think what, you know, I asked that question at the beginning, what comes to mind and what comes to mind when I think of fundraisers are these meals. Like uh, maybe your church serves soup and sandwiches during Lent, or maybe you serve, help serve snacks after your church service, like cookies and lemonade or, or whatnot. Uh, but these little meals that, you know, fellowship is a big part of, um, church life and what it means to be a Christian and to utilize that to help encourage uh, not to take advantage but to encourage fellowship and say hey youth group is going to be serving donuts after church and we're going to have coffee and grab a cup grab a cup and a donut uh, before you head to Sunday school or even before you take off for home like go ahead and a free will donation it's going to help us pay our way to go to the youth convention this summer and usually that turns out pretty well. But I've been reminded again of the quality over quantity this year, especially in light of uh, not mm -hmm. being able to do meals like that for a fundraiser because of regulations that yeah. our state has put out. But um, yeah, thinking what other kind of fundraisers have you done, Jordan? Um, well, we've done kind of a similar line. I've had some students who had done like a hot chocolate stand during fellowship time. And that would be something week by week. And I think I'll, I'll go back to that because that leads into a different kind of topic as we're um, for this session today is, is what kind of ways to fundraise. So I'll, I'll put that kind of out there for now. Sure. Um, but some other ones we've done, we did, uh, I think we did a rummage sale one time or participated in a rummage sale. Um, we've done... And not quite a chili feed, but a chili cook-off where yeah, it was a that, competition. That's, that's what I meant that we did. As okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things I, you can do with chili. So, well, I, I said we're looking at a chili feed this year, like a drive-through chili feed instead sure. of a competition, just to, we'll, we'll still try and have it, I think, but it'll be yeah. a little less exposure. So, yeah. Sorry for okay. interrupting. Continue. No, that's okay. Um, our, our church in, Beulah did do like a pretty regular sale, uh, like a, a repurposing kind of sale thing, craft 
deal. And then we had some kids who were selling refreshments for that. Um, some various things like that. So, but mostly it's been like the meals, um, meals have been a, a big thing for us. One thing that was pretty regular that worked pretty well too, was a silent auction bake sale, mm, yeah. uh, especially around a holiday. If you can, depending on the church, some people might think like, how dare you be selling stuff like an auction inside of a church. But um, you know, if you get, if you got a space for it too, to just have a bunch of tables set out with some worksheets or some bid sheets by it, uh, it can mm -hmm. be kind of fun. It lasts for, you know, a half hour, 15 minutes, depending on how much time you've got. And you want to give enough time for people to bid up on one another, you know, make it fun. Right. Uh, and then, you know, some things might sell for a little bit. Some things will sell for a lot, but then, you know, you collect the money and, and it's pretty much done. The students have made the, the items um, and, and that worked pretty good. I haven't done that here yet. I'm, I'm hoping to at some point, but hmm. uh, yeah, so those are, those are some of the typical ones that we've done um, that have worked out pretty well for us. That's great. I'm curious here about the, the impact that quality fundraisers have over quantity fundraisers. Have you experienced anything uh, notice, noticeably different in the impact that those fundraisers have? You know, there's, there is a big difference um, in the sense that you can do a lot of smaller ones and, and you can get some money with it, but eventually people get kind of tired. Like you're coming to me again for this and the students are going to get kind of tired. Like, oh, we have to, because I don't think anybody really loves just like, hey, I'm going to want to buy some magazines for me or whatever the case is. <laughs> uh, but when you, you know, and that's one of the positives of the food thing too, is that mm -hmm. people are, are knowingly participating and, and you're inviting it. But um, so that's a big difference. And, and if you're doing something really well, people are going to want to come to it. So like for the show, for example, if we did just like uh, we have for your entertainment tonight, the sixth grade band ensemble that is just learning their instruments, that's going to be your entertainment. <laughs> That's it will be to, it will be it will be impactful <laughs> it will be impactful that's going to be a lot different and not to exclude people with their talents that are learning but you want to do something pretty well so we we did puppets um i think like the highlight of those shows had been kind of a comedy routine um and doing a valentine's day last year it was like a men's help group skit um about like you know, I'm romantically challenged or whatever. And, you know, I got the pastor involved. He was the pastor in the skit who knew nothing. And his son was kind of like the guy who's like, oh, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. And it, but it was just, it was a fun thing. And people just seeing people laugh and stuff um, was a lot of fun. We did a game show too, kind of like newlywed game, except older wed uh, from people in the audience. And, and, you know, when people enjoy that, they look forward to it. They're going to want to come back. And, you know, you have a price point, And then if people want to donate on top of that, they sure are welcome to. Um, and that's been, that's been effective. So I want to do something that's not going to be super, like, I don't want to do a whole bunch, but I want to do a few well. And, and right. when you do that, it is work, but I mean, that's, that's kind of part of our job in some sense too. So. I think what's important to remember about fundraisers is that they're meant to help families pay for events. And Maybe they just do really well selling. Um, like we had a couple of kids that just knocked it out of the park with scented candles. Like, I don't know who they went to or what they did, but they paid for our youth convention with just the candle sales. 
and that's unbelievable and they've, they were active and they came to every other fundraiser that we have so they had wound up having a lot of money in their student account the whole point of fundraisers is to not necessarily pay for the entire event but to help the families pay for them so uh, i think if you can step away from uh, yes you, you can have a goal of like our admission trip is going to be seven hundred dollars a person and that's our goal for fundraising and even if your fundraising doesn't get to that level, or even if you don't make it, at least you know, you've know you knocked maybe a couple hundred dollars off of the, the tally for, for some students. And I think uh, what, again, coming back to our, our mission trip uh, theme from a couple months ago, there was the, the comment was being made of, you know, ask. Some, some people are really generous about giving. And I think especially when it comes closer to the time where we're about to leave, we've got a lot of people coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we, we really want to help kids. And I, I know that some kids are really struggling. So we're going to give you some money to um, help those kids along kind of as a, a last minute scholarship for those families that might not otherwise be able to come. But I think yeah. there is, and I think you touched on it really well with the, uh, if you do fewer things that are really good, you know, you can have a, a better impact with those fundraisers. But I think setting your expectations a little lower instead of saying, we're going to pay for this whole thing and setting your standards of being, we're going to help families be able to afford this a little more. Uh, I think that's helpful in uh, kind of easing off the gas when it comes to you administratively trying to pursue these different fundraisers. Um, yeah. I know we, we've done a silent auction as well for not just baked goods, but there was a year where we did um, work, the students offered jobs that they were able to do. So things like shoveling snow. Well, we, only, we didn't get that much snow that year. So that kind of went out of, um, that didn't go so well. We had some students offering technical advice or babysitting or mowing lawns or things like that. And that was great. And the silent auction turned out really well but at the same time, it was a lot more work for me because now I had to connect adults with students after the mm -hmm. fact. And uh, when, you, when it came to the end of it, it was a lot of fun, but I don't know if we would ever do that again. So having some quality fundraisers that are more impactful is really, huh, I would advise you that, you know, maybe you need a little more creativity input when it comes to thinking up of fundraisers or utilizing the things that are around you to be able to have a better fundraiser yourself. Uh, for instance, we've got people at our church that are, we've got members at our church that are award-winning auctioneers. Like they, they are nationally recognized auctioneers and we utilized them one year for our bake sale. And I'll tell you what, those, those prices that we made on like a couple of dozen cookies went way higher because now you're in the auction mindset and you know there's you're in an auction <laughs> you're just gonna mm -hmm. bid more because your adrenaline is rushing and here's this guy just talking real fast up front and that was a lot of fun and people enjoyed it um but i think you do have to be mindful and a little creative when it comes to figuring out the difference between quality and quantity in your ministry context yeah and that that does make such a big difference and i think another aspect of that too is especially if you're going to have an event that happens annually, um, people start to anticipate it and look forward to it and plan on it. So, you know, we even had some times where people weren't able to come, but they still purchased tickets anyways. 
And we did sell tickets for the, the show just because, you know, we need to control how much food we need to make. We need to have an idea of how many people are coming. Um, and then it's almost kind of like an exclusive thing. And I don't know if the law of supply and demand, if you do an event really well and there's a whole bunch of people who want to come, you can jack the prices up higher. <laughs> that did you, works in did your you, favor. Did you sell tickets at the door then? No, we had the student. Well, if there, if we didn't sell all the ones that we made beforehand, then there would be some available at the door or mm -hmm. some people had called and ordered some and could pick them up at the door, um, which we haven't had too much of an issue with. Um, but, you know, who knows as things grow and, and you might even have some students or some families outside of the church that start really enjoying this night if it's advertised in the community well as well and word can spread so that's that's another real bonus to um doing an event really well that other people uh get to enjoy that's going to be a draw so when you do that well and, and that's you know not having to really focus on trying to get people in the door but if you have that demand already there um that seems to be just a really big plus and i think uh for today that might be where we wrap up i know i kind of dropped a line about how to do fundraisers i think we'll probably approach that next week um so for now get those gears turning think about ways that you can be helping families in your congregation make some of these events that you want to do possible and uh get to it i suppose huh and think of fundraising think of money and hopefully now you have a lot more than just money on your mind. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.